Hey there, Dave here along with Chris and Jordan and Chimmy. It is a poodle market today. Welcome to the Friday happy hour edition of Dumb Money Live, where we talk about whatever you all want us to talk about. Today, we're also going to be revealing the mystery stock trader who actually beat our returns in 2020. This is something that Chris tweeted a challenge looking for anyone who had better returns. And uh, he put $10,000 up as a reward. Well, he found one, a guy who beat his returns, not by a little, by a lot. So we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be revealing that. We're also going to be taking your questions in the live chat. So uh, you gotta do that. But first thing first, let's, uh, let's wake up the YouTube algorithm together. If you haven't tapped the like button, tap the like button. It's quick, it's easy, it's free. Happy Friday, Dave, Chris and Jordan. Ha happy Friday. We'll also discuss later on the show, so stick around, the new incentive, uh, research, call it a research, bounty that we're going to be paying to our community members are coming up with good ideas and how that's going to work. Um, that will happen later on in the show. Guys, I'm super excited about this. Like, you know, last year was a nutty year. It was it was the, a year unlike anything I ever imagined would be possible in the stock market or for me personally. And for those of you all that have been with Dumb Money since the beginning, which was like, when was the beginning of Dumb Money Live? February we started 20? at pre-pandemic. It was, um, I, I can't February remember. February 20, right? Yeah, I, was I think it? February of twenty. January I mean, we did a couple just randomly. We just decided to do them, but it was on the old channel. Uh, and then yeah. for a while, we were doing them on both channels before we finally stopped doing the lives on the original. Dave, um, is, did you just introduce a new thing to them? Is this the Pup Cam Five Thousand? Uh, I, I actually set this up because, like, she decided to be on the table. She, I have no choice. She like sits here and paws at me until she gets on the table and then feels feels comfortable. I think it's because Pup when I use my uh, talking on TV voice, she gets like uh, nervous or something. Man, instead I need of talking my, to my no, poodle no. voice. Need, where's my Where's my cat? But Sunny. it is so. Um, I don't. I, w this could become a thing. Uh, have you seen the TikTok star? The the dog that um that they every morning they they place they they stand it up. And then they let go and it either yeah. melts to the ground or it will stay standing and it's either yeah, a bones but... or no bones day. Yeah. This could be a poodle market. <laughs> if for me, it's always a no bones day. It's hundred percent no bones day at my house. <laughs> oh my God. All this right, guys. It, it's come to. I would bring I mean, my dog on the table, but then I think my table would collapse. I don't think that would be. You're going to need a bigger table. Yeah. Yep. Jimmy has realized she is perfectly uh, sized for this table. This is right at home. Doesn't have any need to. I mean, she, you think eventually she might get thirsty, or so I'm gonna have to get a dog bowl and put it over here. Um. All right. Let, let's let's talk about let's talk about this let's talk about this winter. So last year, uh, crazy year. I think from February to October, my account jumped from five and a half million to. 35 million or something like that right so it was like a 30 million dollar gain and i was like this is insane like this is just I, i'll never do this again um and it was like honestly it was like nine months of the hardest working social arb trading we have ever done all three of us were on it our whole community was on it um probably half of those trades came from the community and i just at the time there were a lot of people on twitter on fintwit that were just pushing junk and all everybody was an expert, right? Everybody was a market genius. And I thought, I would like to figure out if there actually are people out there in the world that have done something spectacular this year. 
um, that that did something like I had done, I would love to find out who those people are, what their strategies are, what they're doing right, um, and kind of separate legitimacy from just pumpers that were out. Yeah, because there's right? a lot. There was a lot at the time on on FinTwit, as you said. Yeah. Can you remind us what your returns were in 2020? I, I I don't all I remember was at the time I did the contest, I think I was up like thirty million from like I think from like five or six million to thirty-five ish million. Uh like right in that range. And I don't know from a percentage standpoint, I don't know what that is. Seven uh, X. you can do the Yeah, so roughly seven X. But you gotta realize that was a portfolio that I don't I'm not treating it like a ten thousand dollar portfolio. It was literally my life's my my the life savings that I had in a public account, right? Um, I have private investments, of course, but I don't just I don't just YOLO that money in derivatives and just see if we can double it every week. That's not how it worked. So that was actually making numerous strategic <laughs> investments, and almost every one of them just completely crushed on the short side and then the long side. If you remember, we went really short the market in February due to the due to the pandemic coming out of China. We were converting uh, Chinese uh, uh, blogs and newspapers to understand what was happening when the rest of the world was not believing what was about to happen. I had my almost my entire account short going into that market crash. Yeah. And then about two days after we hit bottom, I went levered long on about 14 different companies. I had been strategizing on with you guys and the community uh, you know, Peloton, you know, all the names, Shopify, Amazon, all the stuff, right? So uh, the great outdoors, we did so many episodes on that stuff. But here's the thing, guys, I did this, I did this, this, um, this whole thing on Twitter, and it went viral. And I got a crazy number of submissions. And that's why it took me a year almost to go through them to yeah. check the legitimacy. And there were a lot of really good traders. And I'd like to bring some of them on the show over the course of time. But there was one in particular. And I, I, I actually can't believe it. I mean, this person, I will say it's a male. Uh, this person not only beat my performance last year, but he crushed my performance. And the numbers that he put up were so unbelievable that, and he's such a private person, he, he asked me to never say who he was. He doesn't want his name getting out there. He doesn't want that type of attention, but he does have a Twitter account that he started in the last year. And he does really believe in sharing knowledge and and really helping other people uh, and collaborating. But he's not the type of person that wants to do it on a very personal basis, like exposing his identity and his family. So uh, that said, he wants me to pay this bounty, this $10,000 bounty to some random person that he, I guess he knows that that identified the contest for him because he says it's a game changer in this other person's life. So today I'm going to Venmo that money, $10,000 today to the person he asked me to Venmo it to. So that's happening today. Um, you should and do it live he, on the, on the, well, I don't know if that person wants to be outed either. I just don't, it's my, a private thing, right? So like, I don't know if I'm allowed to do that, but I'm so happy that after months and months of me kind of talking to this person, uh, that he said it would be okay for me to expose his Twitter account. And I want to say something, guys. The majority of his biggest trades last year were EV trades. And it's not because he was hopping on an EV bandwagon. This individual had been researching and preparing for this EV trade for many, many years, he told me. Um, so he does really deep dive research in EV. He does deep dive research into a number of industry sectors. I've gotten to know him quite well 
over the past, call it eight months, eight or nine months, he shared some of his knowledge with me. He was the person primarily that got me into Lithium America, LAC. Thank you. Uh, he also got me into numerous other uh, battery and supply, battery supply chain trades. Uh, in addition to, I must give some credit to my other friend and former employee, uh, ticker tags, Trishel, uh, who's also very big in the space and has gotten in some great trades there. But uh, I do want to say, guys, I follow him on Twitter and highly recommend uh, that everybody, I'm not going to say, listen, he's not an so investment advisor. Handle? You're, you're leaving right, us in on. such great suspense. We're not, we're, I need to say this first. Wait, we're not advisors. Okay, we're not I thought we were doing the blacked out face and like the FBI informant voice. We're not doing that with him. I mean, we could totally no. do that if you, if you want to. Uh, maybe if he like wants so to come cool. on, if he wants to come on the show, he can. But I don't. I don't want to pressure him to do that. All I'm going to say is this: couple things. Most outstanding performance I'd ever seen in the history of the stock market. This person might have had the number one greatest year that any individual human being has ever had in the history of trading stocks. Period. Okay, and I'm pretty confident that is. Uh, that is that's the truth. Okay. Number two, um, he's so he's such a nice guy. Uh, number three, uh, he is okay sharing a lot of his insights, but he's not a financial advisor. So do not follow everything that he says to do on Twitter. Once we give out his handle, do not follow everything we say to do because we're not financial advisors. I'm just sharing you with you his Twitter handle so that you guys can start to you know form a bond with him because he's trying to do the right thing and he really wants to educate. And, and share knowledge with people. By the time we get yeah, this you handle, the show's going to be over. Put it up. Put it up. What? Put I don't even up. know who it is. I texted it to you. <laughs> I know you hate it when I do that. Okay. Well, I'll tell you how secret it is. I haven't even gotten this Twitter and... handle before today. So I, 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 have, no you, I have mentioned this person to you. You've mentioned him to me, but you've never shared his Twitter handle. Okay, here it is. Um, it is okay. Dante's Trading. He's been he on Twitter 5, since uh, 2013. He has 5,167 yeah. followers. Uh, he's followed by you and Jack Schwager. Uh, and what else do we know about him? There's an ad for local <laughs> hospital. Okay, here we go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but this, I'm just going to say, guys, just sharing this information with this community, this is alpha right here, guys. I'm telling you, access to this guy is alpha. Just access to his his brain alone is alpha. Not that he's perfect. This guy is not perfect, right? He's just a person. Um, but highly recommend following this dude. When you follow oh, him, there, there's someone there's someone kicking the tires to potentially acquire LAC. So he says. Um, <laughs> Maybe. When you fo when you follow him, give a shout out to Dumb Money. The Dumb Money you there. What was that? <laughs> that was. A, uh, and by the way, knowing the types of stocks that he is in, I haven't even asked him in a while how well he's doing. I can't even imagine how well he's doing because this guy does not get shaken easily out of positions, and a lot of his positions I think were down earlier in the year. He, this is the type of person he'll just double down in him. He doesn't care. Like he has conviction in what he trades. I, I can't even imagine how much money he, he, he's, he's up right now this year. But anyway, enjoy following him. Uh, I do. Uh, I'm really happy to share this with the community. I mean, honestly, I think this might be the biggest piece of alpha we've ever shared uh, is just I, access to I this just person. Following him. He is. Uh, is he a turtle? I Because <laughs> it looks like he's wearing the I'm not a cat bandana. No, that is a raffia. That's right. It's a Halloween outfit. 
Um, uh, Raphael, the Ninja Turtle. <laughs> yeah, oh, but, what, I, I'm, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call this guy. I'm gonna call this guy Dante's the world's number one big money trader. No, I wanted to and be you, the world's you number one. You verified all. Big money the, you you looked at actual brokerage statements. And um, you I, saw I, I'm his not. Trades. I'm not gonna go into my verification process because it was different with every person that I validated. I do not want to be responsible for any sort of saying that he did or didn't do something validated. That I'm not an auditor. I don't want to get into that. Let me just say this: I am comfortable enough to write a ten thousand dollar check based on what what I know about this person. So I'm comfortable, for me, This I'm not making validation for anybody else. I'm not pumping. Listen, if he, if, the, if he theoretically was a fraud, that's on you guys that are what, not me. I want nothing to do with this. I don't make money off this person. I'm losing money. I'm, oh, actually, I do make money off him. Off, he's gotten me into some great trades. He's up but, to uh, 5,476 in the follower count, which I think this would be a great time to remind everyone to follow the three of us. I barely ever tweet, so when I do, it's uh, it's hopefully interesting. At Dave Hansen. Uh, Chris is like a madman on Twitter these days. Not anymore. Not Hundreds of thousands of people following him. You've and, got a check uh, mark now, Chris. What? I think you've got a check mark now. I know. They gave me you a do? check mark. That was nice. Yeah, how did you get that? They gave me a check mark. Did you um, uh, request that? I did. Re I did request it because my account was getting spoofed every two to three weeks, and I feel a little bit better having a check mark. So it it is kind of nice wow, this from is, a security. This is a big standpoint. day. I'm followed by someone with a blue check mark. <laughs> uh, if they give that to me, they'd give it to anybody. Um, no, they actually don't. They have very specific rules. You have to be a public figure. You have to have a certain uh, level of notoriety when Twitter. They actually just clarify the rules when they put the checkmark program back into place. Yeah, um, guys, I'm not going to I'm not going to pair this guy to Elon. Yeah, Elon made probably made more, <laughs> Elon makes more money than anyone. But I'm talking about just a normal, regular person who has become a big money trader and trades with high conviction, huge amounts of money and just destroys it. Unlike anyone I've ever seen on Earth. This is the person. So, uh, yeah, that's it. So here's the deal. I want to be the world's biggest big money trader. I don't want Dante, this Dante's guy. I love him, but I want to beat him. I want to be better than him. So I need to up my game. And the only way I have to do that is to incentivize our community to make me better. Because I finally realized, guys, God, there are people in our community that are like better than me at surfacing some of this stuff. And I want to incentivize them. So here's what we're going to do. Starting today, starting Monday, starting Monday, uh, I'm going to commit to checking our discord every single week the dumbmoney.tv forward slash discord every single week i'm going to look in that high conviction trade channel and i might look under the research channel as well just to see what people are recommending and anyone that i see who is really making a differentiated social arb uh call who's who's surfacing an insight that i'm not aware of whether i trade it or not if i think it's really good I'm going to like Venmo them or PayPal them some cash. It can be between a hundred and ten thousand dollars, and I'm going to try to do that every week. I'm going Am to I guarantee. This crew? Yes, you qualify. Uh, I'm never going to pay you, but you qualify technically. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to do that. I'm going to try to do that every week. I will guarantee I will at least give away ten thousand dollars in the next year. But I I hope to give away a hundred thousand dollars or more in the next year, just by Venmoing people money every week. And so it's the least I can do. And I just want to reinvigorate the community to work a little bit harder to surface some of these 
some of these high conviction uh, social arb trades. But even if it's not high conviction, just something that you see in the world that has potential to move a stock or an industry sector. It could be a trend. It could be a cultural shift. It could be a product or a brand or a, a difference in the way people are doing things out there in the world. Uh, it could be a government regulation. Uh, it could be a technology. It could be a weather event. It could be anything. This is what social arb trading is all about. And if you're not familiar with social arb trading, go back and watch our videos from last year. So here's the thing, guys. I'm really into social arb. So I'm probably going to skim over stuff that isn't social arb just because it's not what I do and it's not what I care about. So if it's social arb and you're just surfacing something unique that could potentially be a game changer, that's what I'm looking for and that's what I'm gonna pay people for, okay? So yeah, let's call it a research budget and it's all gonna happen inside the dumbmoney.tv forward slash discord community. So that's what I wanted to announce today. I hope you guys you know, can you know get back in that discord and let's come up with some good stuff the next couple months. Uh, I'm anxious. I'm anxious for a big monster trade. By the way, did you see TPR uh, Tapestry Coach come out with earnings? I sold. Yeah. I sold a chunk of that position like a week ago, week and a half ago. Thank goodness I only sold the chunk of it. I meant to sell more of it and I forgot. But man, they crushed earnings. Just absolutely crushed earnings because of e-com sales. So I actually sold the chunk more today. And you know, I'm probably going to start to exit uh most of my most of my tpr position now but man that, that was a nice earnings uh call they had this last yesterday last night so that's it's it nice what else we want to talk about the show that actually uh I want, you know what I want to talk about i want to talk about buy now pay later because i feel like i missed the boat really big on a firm um i think it's look i don't know if it's the future but if you i've been starting to read people and there are a lot of people that are really pumped about this, thinking that it could replace some major credit card purchases uh, in the future. So a firm's a big one. Um, you know, I, mean, I feel like they're to the point to where, whew, I don't know if I want to jump in at this point, but there are other, there are other players. Um, I'm looking at Marquette, um, and they just IPO'd maybe, maybe two, three months ago. Um, but what they're doing interesting in the space is that they kind of want to be an API slash underlayer, and they also make... Um, kind of like credit cards, but for the buy now, pay later space. Um, and there are a ton of people use it. Affirm uses them. Square uses them. Uh, I, PayPal might, I don't remember, but uh, there are some major players using these guys. I feel like they're kind of unnoticed, but they're, again, I mean, they're, they're trading at like 25 times uh, forward sales. And so it gets, you know, some of these are tough to invest in, but I feel like <laughs> it is you know, maybe the future of some of these larger purchases. Jordan, I well, need we a way. Amazon's going to use a firm um, as an option for anything larger than, well, I don't remember, like maybe a hundred bucks, something like that, where you'll be able to use a firm for some dollar figure purchases. I need, I need to figure out a way, Jordan, to monitor and track the traction on some of this stuff. Cause like, I'm kind of clueless to it. I was an investor in a firm. I got squeezed out of it when I got margin called this summer. And I'm really upset that I don't have a firm right now. But it's really hard as from a social arb standpoint to track that stuff. I would love to figure yeah. it out. If you can look into it, let's maybe do an episode on this in the next a standalone episode in the next couple of weeks because it is a really cool sector. Yeah, I feel like we've got enough smart people in our uh, network to start to figure out what is the what does this space look like? Because it's expensive right now. But I think that's okay if it's gonna grow as big as some people think. And it could, right? Because you get you get more flexible payment options than you would with a traditional credit card, right? It's easy to select that card, but if you don't pay it off right away, 
um, you could be paying 18% interest, 20% interest. It's such an interesting, because it is like, yeah. it is kind of like this crazy high interest if you don't make the pace. And it's introducing like a new way to pay for people who may not have, be able to get a credit card. Um, I, I don't I don't really know an, enough about it to, uh, to so be an pa investor. So Pedro firm. says it does fine as long as the economy is doing well. When liquidity dries up, though, watch out because people are not going to care about defaulting on their payment, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I actually... so here's the positive, right? And I'm not saying it's practical because it's totally impractical, but with requiring that it be these bigger ticket items, and I don't mean like huge, we could be talking, it's a physical good, right? So it's something that has Yeah, but they don't come value. repossessing the physical good. Right? Um, isn't it so unsecured debt like much like a credit card? A latte with things. Is, isn't it unsecured yeah. debt like a credit card though, where, where they're not going to come repo your TV? It's yeah, just... I mean, a tech, yeah, I mean, technically, yes, but I think they could. Um, like if it's a Peloton and you stop paying on that thing, I bet somebody's going to show up at your door and be like, we need the bike, right? Now, if it's a vacuum cleaner, it's 150 or $200 and you default on that, then I, I bet they don't care. It seems really expensive to send someone a Peloton bike. <laughs> I know. I know. Like, I know. Oh, you want to you wanna carry that down for my third floor walk up? Okay. Yeah. Um, All I have to do way... is not lock, unlock the door too. I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting business model. It's like, it's... Isn't it kind of like a repackaging of the old layaway or rent to own or some like old time? Kind of. I think what it's going to try, what they're trying to do is just eat into that credit card market, right? So you look at credit cards and it's basically a cash register. It's just a big money printing press. And yeah. but they're, you know, for the most part, you know, what, you know, what it is is what it is, right? They're just going to do whatever the economy does. But what BNPL is going to do is they're just going to come in and start eating. And how much of it can they eat over the next decade? I know it's great for retailers because it increases the cart total. When you get to totally. the checkout and you have the ability to split it into seven easy payments. Have you ever even tried that though? It, it, what does it even take? Do a credit check? Is it a, do I, so, yeah, they do can, I have to unfreeze my um, credit do, when I apply yeah. for it? I want to say that they do like a real time. And I don't, I don't know if it's a hard or soft pull. Um, I was reading an article. I need to dive down a little bit deeper, but they do some sort of verification on um, the, uh, the buyer. Um, I need to do more work on that too, Jordan. I, yeah. I, I don't fully understand, you know, the pros and cons of the, of the space. And, but Marquetta had a blowout earnings yesterday, just kind of like a firm had blowout earnings uh, like a week ago. So people, people keep talking about this, you know, we had a big episode on discovery a few months ago and we got out of it once they announced that merger, the discovery it was a discovery the Time Warner, like HBO, it was like a monster merger because it was no longer a pure play. So it screwed up my entire thesis. And a bunch of people have been telling me, look, look at Discovery again, look at Discovery. I guess I, I haven't done it. Um, I, I will take a look. I just made a note to look at Discovery this weekend again, see what's changed. It's just a harder trade right now, Discovery, because it is, it's just a bigger beast. Uh, Coinbase yeah. NFT, I think is still one of the most interesting uh, large-scale social arb trades going into the new year. I mean, Coinbase is going to launch an NFT market. I don't want to start trading it yet, but as we get closer to the launch of that market, I think there's a huge opportunity to acquire NFTs uh, that are going to be on the Coinbase exchange before they launch the exchange by buying those NFTs uh, through traditional models on OpenSea. So my understanding is there will be very few... Uh, NFTs on Coinbase when it launches. So an opportunity to pick up all those NFTs 
because they'll be the only ones that people can buy. And I would assume that the floor and all those NFTs are going to go up considerably in a very short period of time, like in a day, days to a couple weeks once that platform launches. So we'll be talking about that more around the holidays as we get closer. Have you, the marketplace. You're still in Coinbase though, right? Have you seen what their chart looks like? They've, they've come back <laughs> yeah. from their uh, this terrible first quarter as a public company. They've just yes. they've just rocketed. Dave, I'm in Coinbase, but it, I, it's not. It's a thousand shares. It's not like yeah. I have that much for for the you know the account size of mine. It's not like I have that much Coinbase. I oh I and, also have. And they a did just shares. miss earnings, and so that's why they're off off a little bit. So yeah, I, I, it's just I I was kind of just like, well, pff, I'm not selling my Coinbase. Eventually, this is going to come back. This is a company that I believe in. I I use as a uh, as a customer. I do have them in the foundation for a thousand as well. So I have two thousand shares of Coinbase. And I would consider ramping up my Coinbase into the launch of this NFT marketplace, maybe a week or two or three weeks before. I don't know that they have definite timing on that launch, but that's a really exciting event. Guys, I don't think people understand how big of a deal that is for Coinbase. Uh, according to my um, my app here, Carl Schwab, I'm up 1,829% in Coinbase because I... Oh, you're, I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if my yeah, cost yeah, basis sure. is right. I might have to fix that, but uh... it, it's it's screwy. Um, by the way, I think someone wants us to talk about uh, <laughs> toast got destroyed, guys. On our oh, toast is toast. Toast is toast. I have not sold. That. I have not sold any of my toast shares. Here's the thing. It's really hard to anticipate what the market's looking for on these initial earnings calls. Toast is one of those situations. Man, that thing just got rocked. Uh, I'm not touching my toast fish here. I have not sold out. Um, what else, guys? What do you want us to talk about? Uh, I think Leon was asking about the SEC and crypto. Leon, I, I, unless something meaningful happens that is like imminent with the SEC... And crypto, I'm just not paying attention, man. I, I, my, you know, my position on crypto, the SEC is either going to shut it down eventually, not the SEC, some entity will either kind of try to pull crypto back or they won't. And if they don't, I think it's a 10x from here or more. Uh, if they do, then, yeah, we might get all screwed. But it's a 9X. I, I, do, I don't, I don't <laughs> care. I, I'm, I'm willing to roll the dice on too big to fail for the crypto markets. And I am even split between. Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Solana. There's nothing sexy about that trade. It's just the big three that most people. Are. The uh, so we did have the um, you know that big ETF fail to make it through today, so that was news. Um, I didn't hear you, Jordan. What was that? Uh, what was the so the Bitcoin ETF failed today, so they um, they didn't make Whatever. it through. The, the I one think that trying to have the actual uh, tied to real underlying asset. And they would right. Put trillions of dollars into. Um, big five eventually. It's just a matter of time, right? Big five sporting goods crushed it, and I'd already sold my shares. I got squeezed out of that one too. I, I'm so upset with myself for selling my shares in Big Five. Um, they crushed it. Funko had earnings, and people want to not, talk here about Funko earnings. It. I didn't listen to the call yet. I I haven't listened to it. The stock hasn't moved. Um, I'm surprised to hear someone say that the CEO was was amped about NFT because I just assumed their NFT strategy was in the trash at this point like i'm so disappointed in it 
Looks but, like they, they beat their earnings estimates by 40%. And uh, was it based on those? By 11%. And was it the stock... backpacks, Dave? Was it the Disney backpacks? Was it the Disney backpacks? I mean, I, I'll have to uh, scan the uh, transcript here, but they they did go up right after earnings and then they came back down to basically were right before earnings. So. Okay. So I, got, I have nothing to comment on Funko yet, but I will do some work on that this weekend, guys. Let's see here. What else? How do we Let's track see. earnings, Soek? I don't think we do track earnings. I'm mean, usually half the time I, I don't even know that the company had it earnings. You're like, so wait, Funko had <laughs> earnings? The, oh, the stock's <laughs> down 10%. I wonder what happened. Oh. <laughs> I, I track it quickly because I'm I, while you're talking, I'm Googling. Uh, <laughs> uh, come on, guys. What do you want to what do you want to talk about? Uh, any questions at all? I'll, I'll start going scrolling back through the question list. If you have a question mark in your question, I have those so that I I'm not see. prepared to make uh, you know a strong statement on Molson cores right now, guys. I have work I need to do on that. Same thing with dude, I just don't own enough posh to really keep track of it at this point so i haven't been tracking posh either sorry oh i sold that thing in the 40s thank goodness that was that was a uh, devastating you. earnings call right posh i don't know what happened let's see scrolling up uh how about uh playa people are asking about that which you and i are still in that uh it is oh money dude playa nats i want to talk about playa this is wild did you see what happened at playa Guys, do you see this? No. And do you remember when I said that the only thing that could screw up my playa trade, half jokingly, was a mass shooting at one of their 14 resorts? Well, last Wait, that, week. That's not what happened. Is it really? Yep. Did you not see the the uh, the Cancun no, I super did see resort? That, that I was did see the that, one but I didn't of the playa. Was it a playa property? Yeah, it was the big playa property in Cancun. Dave, that was oh. on earnings day. Dave, oh, that oh. happened. That happened within an hour of the earnings report. So here's what happened to Playa. Did they, did they delay the earnings report? Like no, Playa crushed earnings. They cr they had a great earnings report. Stocks started to go up, and then this news started to circulate about a gang alter altercation at one of their resorts where they had to basically uh, bring every person inside the resort, and they did a lock-in because it wasn't safe to be outside in the middle of Cancun. This is absolutely devastating for that resort. Not a good thing in general for Cancun or for Mexican vacation wow. travel. I don't know how meaningful this one incident is, quite honestly, but it's not a good thing. And it really pisses me off because Playa was it, it was a nice earnings report and it would have yeah. it would have been up a solid 10 percent, I think, on earnings. Uh, yeah, I, I saw the story. I just didn't associate it with Playa. Mm -hmm. I guess that's a good thing from a branding. Their name wasn't all over the news. Story. Yeah, and that that's the good thing about having like a, a parent company or an umbrella company that is has a different name than the individual resorts that are in its portfolio, right? Yeah. But still, it's just not it's not good for Playa. Um, I, I sold a little bit of Playa. Uh, yeah, it's the Hyatt Ziva Resort, um, in Cancun. I did sell some guys, uh, but I, I still have the majority of my playa. What else? Hmm. Tesla. Um, I am thinking about buying more, more Tesla come next week. So really? I think that, e well, here's the thing. Elon, you know who's, you know who's tracking this like 24-7 is our buddy 
Kevin, meet Kevin. He's got like 90% of his port now, 50% of his portfolio. Is it 90 or 50? I forget. It's, uh, and, it's a crazy high number. It's in Tesla. So he, so here's the thing. Elon is, is selling every day. So he has, he's obviously he's cashing out, but he doesn't want to tank the stock obviously. So I'm thinking it will take him another week, maybe two weeks to get, be fully out. What's so interesting about this trade, it's one of the very few times that we know more or less exactly how much the largest shareholder is going to sell because he essentially told us he's selling 10% of his position. So every day, basically every day we get a report on how many shares Elon sold, I don't know, three or four days ago. So now everyone's keeping track of this, right? So it seems so obvious, but I think I think the obvious trade here is when he gets within 10% of selling his 10%. So when he's like sold 9% of his stock or eight or 9% and we know we're getting close to the end, I'm going in on Tesla more. I'm, I'm going to dig in on Tesla at that point because that selling pressure is yeah. huge. And when that selling pressure is gone, I think there's going to be kind of a natural sentiment towards Elon's done by the dip now. Now it's I'm already starting to see some rumblings of that, but you have to kind of you have to front run the front runners, right? So if the front runners are thinking about doing what I just said, how do we front run that? Maybe you have to get in when he's like seven percent out, seven to eight percent. If everyone else is looking to get in when he's eight to nine percent out. There's there's a moment in time when I think the risk reward is pretty interesting, either adding to Tesla shares or even doing a little short term options trade yeah. on Tesla. That, call. I, that's what I would look at doing, just because I already have so much Tesla, I can't I can't put more Tesla in my portfolio. I just can't do. It. You can. I mean, you have you I'd have, have room margin. I bet. I'd have to sell other stuff because they're yeah they don't let you margin uh, as at the same ratio on Tesla. Um. By the way, guys, if you want to, I don't know if you want to know what Dante's primary uh, strategy in trading is. I kind of know what it is, but I don't want to reveal. Why don't you ask? Why don't you ask him on Twitter? Uh, and I'm sure he'll he'll answer for you guys. So, Jordan, you're still not in Tesla at all. This might be the time for you to pick up a little Tesla. At a thousand dollars, good joke. Sure. <laughs> why, not? why not? Honestly, just start with a thousand bucks. Yeah, I mean, just. No, I'm saying with the stock at a thousand dollars, like zero percent chance. Oh, okay, got yeah, a thousand dollars. Yes, why not? Why not, no. Jordan? It's better than you think. Tesla is going to in five years be worth less than a thousand dollars a share. You got to think <laughs> about your time horizon there. I, yeah, I, hate I mean, look, I, again, I have no problem with Tesla. I love the company. I don't need the shares. I've got other shares that I'm buying and things. Like I just, you know, it's. I hope you guys make tons of money in Tesla. I know you already have, but uh... what? I hate I hate quoting stock price. It's a trillion dollars. So yeah, yeah. a trillion bucks. Uh, Tesla a trillion. Yeah. Can Tesla be two trillion? I think it could be two trillion dollars someday. I think it's a possibility. Or as a possibility, it could be worth two hundred billion, and you get screwed. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Dave, did you Anyways, buy? I look for you know maybe a little bit more sure things. I don't know. I. I... I think I'd rather own Tesla at a trillion dollars than own Rivian at a hundred and trillion dollars. I do agree with that. Was... If you if you twisted my arm and made me buy one of the two stocks, it would be Tesla. Yeah, a hundred and twenty-four billion right now on Rivian. Oh, I can't do it. Yeah, I, I did not get into Rivian at all. I just I couldn't do it, and I, I don't feel like I'm missing out after that big run up to one twenty-eight. 
What happened um, like in a day? <laughs> well, no, this is, this is a, a two and a half day chart we're looking at. Right. But we've had one day of flat. Like today has been flat and the last day and a half has been. It's up, it's up 20%. <laughs> Let's and if you happen about... to buy at that dip at the beginning, it's up 32%. Yeah, if you'd have if you'd have bought it when it hit like because I saw it at ninety seven in TD and I'm like, can't do it. Should have. I mean, free thirty percent. Oh, this is interesting on Tesla. Rule one forty four: controlling persons being able to sell one percent of the company or average of four weeks every ninety days. Oh, that's interesting. So, so so that would say that Elon might be limited as to how much he can sell in any in any defined period of time. Okay, I, I, I didn't put, take that into consideration. That's something worth looking into. Uh, let's talk about Robinhood. Uh, Robinhood, the the unlock is happening. We're involved in that unlock. I actually have multiple shares of Robinhood being sent to me. I have the shares that we own independently, but I also have shares of Robinhood from that Series A fund that I was in that invested. It was like the seed and Series A investors in Robinhood. Do they send thank you those you. or do they just liquidate them and then? Yes. I, thank you, Howard Lindzen. Thank you very much for buying those shares of uh, Robinhood. We're in, we're in Howard's uh, venture fund. So, yeah, no, Jordan, it's and really interesting. He means he. Me, me, me. Yeah, so, I, I, was, uh, I didn't know Howard at that, at that point in time. I did, but I did not get the end. <laughs> you could have <laughs> invested in the fund. But I don't know about uh, it. Here's the thing it's really interesting when you're invested in a venture fund that invests in a startup and that startup eventually IPOs, what happens is those shares of stock get transferred through a transfer agent to the venture fund. And that takes anywhere between three and four days. Mm -hmm. Then the venture fund takes that stock and transfers it out to the individual limited partners in that fund that takes an additional three to four days the reason why i'm saying this is because everybody tries to understand what these lockup windows and like how they actually work so the second that those shares get unlocked which i believe is december 1st doesn't actually mean that most people who own the stock can sell on december 1st for a lot of people it takes anywhere from three to four days and for most lps they could be waiting between six and eight business days until the stock is in their account. That's how long it's going to take me to get my Robinhood shares. So if you think about it, we might see selling pressure in Robinhood that maybe starts on December 1st and goes through December 9th or 10th. Uh, that said, most institutions and market makers will kind of front run these trades. They already have for many months with Robinhood. So a lot of this kind of expected, uh, you know, expected sell selling of held up Robinhood shares has already been factored into the price. So it's really not black and white and it's not a simple thing to understand. But I thought, I thought it was interesting. I, a lot of people don't know exactly how that works with the transferring of shares when you're in these early stage VCs. Are you guys going to keep all your Robinhood shares, though, or are you going to sell? I haven't fully decided, but I'm about 90% sure I'm just going to keep. Okay. A... Yeah, I'll probably keep mine and just park I... them right next to my Schwab shares. I mean, Robinhood. The all-time highs, baby. Or like close I know, to it. That's... All these fine stocks are in pretty It's like well. 81.70 right now. I don't remember what I got in, but I would think it would be like 450. I would imagine that Hood's starting to have a bit of a better quarter, right? Because the volume of trading, from what I understand, is picking up. Even though Hood stock is getting beaten down, 
Well, uh, look, I mean, they had a, and they had that, uh, they had a hack, right? I Again. Mean, yeah, but does that. One, one more. What, what does that matter in Robin Hood land? Like, you got to do a lot worse to Robin Hood yeah, to scare matter. customers off at this point than a hack. Like, could you imagine what it would take to, to, to cause a Robin Hood account holder to close their account at this point? I mean, <laughs> what is it? What would it take? I don't, I I don't have know. No what idea. Take. I have no idea. Um, <clears throat> what's the right share price to get into Rivian? I, I don't trade share price. So I have no idea. For me, it's all about understanding something that is propelling that stock that where the that the market doesn't see. Like, well, what am I arbing? If I can't arb something, I'm not trading it. And right now, everything I know about that company that's great and wonderful, the market fully appreciates. So I have no reason to be in the stock. Yeah. I'll say Thanks. it differently. I think the market over appreciates. I agree with you, Jordan. I, that's what we were saying last episode. Uh, Pedro saying banks are going going up likely due to the risk of Biden replacing Powell to a more hawkish Fed chair that would increase rates faster. I don't think Biden. I don't think Biden. I don't know. I don't think they're going to rock the boat, man. I don't I mean, think any kind of flat. At least my city's been flat. That's been flat. Uh, look, I mean, yeah, I mean, rates. They haven't been going up. <laughs> we had that little rate shock. Uh, what three days ago? Um, but it's they're just not going up. Uh, here's here's one uh, that I want to just throw on the screen uh, about O N O N potential supply chain issues and earnings today. I didn't realize the art today uh, when I looked at the line on it. Um, but so did they what, come out with earnings today this morning? I think that they are going to. According it's to that, Friday. No, it's Friday. You can't oh. come out with earnings after market. They don't do after market on Friday. Mitchell yeah. said uh, earnings. Now I have to do some Googling. I'll be right Maybe they were this morning. Um, but I, there's something I do want to talk about. I got a text message from Patrick, our buddy Patrick, a few Big days ago. Big says November 16th, Dave. November 16th, oh. according to Google. But that's um, coming right up. And I don't know what to do with that stock. Oh, you own it? Yes. Oh. But it, since I would we sell did the shares, buy the shoes. That's my, that's my financial advice. I did buy some you. of the shoes, and I actually like them. <laughs> I know. I've been wanting some. I'm just... Mm, I, would, I don't a, like the shoes. What stock am I going to sell to afford some I shoes? couldn't find them on Zappos, so I actually had to go to it buy them. Oh, you bought them at a store? You didn't just get them on the internet? Well, I, did, I couldn't really tell. I wanted to try them on. Uh, yeah. I really uh, tried on the... I wanted them for hiking, but I thought they were too yeah. firm and like the way they felt, so I just uh, got the normal street shoes. Well, they have... Okay. The street shoes are great. Right. But the hiking version is too tight or too uh, too rigid? For me. I mean, I guess if you're actually hiking, if you're, if you're doing something... Yeah, you probably like, want that. ...actual, like... Climbing a rock, yeah, you probably want that. I'm just kind of like walking down a, a paved, right? Not a paved, but a manicured uh, path somewhere and Some decomposed natural granite. Did you go yeah. to run on or to Tyler's? I think I went to a run on. Yeah, nice. it was uh, over on uh, Preston at like Forest Royal because I was I don't know what the friendly much. people. Um, so Chewy, someone once asked about Chewy stock. They know that we're in. You know, we had that old position in BarkBox, which is doing terrible. And I do not have BarkBox. I'm I still have some BarkBox. Uh, Chewy, like, you know, it's interesting. I think about this all the time, and I, I'm really trying to make a decision on Chewy stock. I mean, it's it's not as obscene as it was, you know, earlier this year when it was trading, what, at 110? It's down to, like, 76. I don't know, guys. So, like, you have... I really need to understand... You had we went through this puppy phase, right? So the puppy phase is a big deal this last year. I feel like a big the puppy phase is kind of normalizing now. 
but now we're getting into more of a, you know, grown up dog face. In fact, it's funny now that I have a puppy, I'm taking it's my puppy too, on walks. Dogs and now. <laughs> well, no, here's the thing though. It's amazing that almost every dog that we see on our walks that we talk to, people are like, oh, this, mine's six months old. Mine's eight months old. Mine's a, it's really interesting. Like 80% of the dogs that we're seeing are all like puppy age, like zero to well, one year old. You can't take old. like a two month old puppy for a walk. So there is a little bit of... Uh... I, what I mean by like young dogs, they're all like three months to 12 months old, right? right. So it's fascinating how many puppies there are out there as these puppies age into dogs, is that a positive or a negative for a cheap, right? Do we buy more? I think just naturally when you think about how dog food works, and this is getting a little <laughs> scientific, but dog foods are, are based on how many pounds your dog is, right? And I think you do generally give a growing puppy more food per pound of dog than a grown-up dog. But but in general, a grown-up dog does in does need more food daily which could mean more money spent daily on an adult dog jordan i mean you've been through the full review of as well so is that not correct that you generally would spend more money on dog food for an adult dog than a year one dog is that well i think what the nice thing about having an adult dog is that you're in the rhythm you know exactly what you need and you know that you need a shipment once a month or once every six weeks or whatever it is and you just put that into chewy and it shows up right when you're in a puppy stage you could You've got more variables and you maybe you but, uh run out and you go that, you run over to petco or whatever but once you get but that's into not the, what i'm asking what i'm asking is how does your dog you're more likely to buy from chewy because it's subscription service once you have an adult dog that's that's what i'm saying okay th okay that's that's super fair because you're like you're you're like done going to the local dog place that was very right. exciting when you had you're a puppy with it being and I, variable now it's like constant constant so that bet probably benefits chewy and then you meet other dog owners and like what are you doing just order from chewy why are you, yeah, you, you know, like, spending money like throw your back out going to petco no dude i had i had a box from chewy show up today is at the front doorstep it's awesome okay Here, now fine, but i getting... tell you fedex employees hate chewy yeah so here's here's the thing that i've uh personally just found with chewy and i'm a customer uh, but they were having supply chain issues and Chimmy's normal, it's a, it's a poodle market. Chimmy's normal food was sold out on, uh, on Chewy. I could not get it, but I did find it on Amazon. So now I have her preferred food coming from Amazon. I went ahead and added it to the subscription at the same price. Now it's cheaper because I've got the, uh, subscribe and save thing going. Uh, her prescription dog food still comes from Chewy. I'm now uh, was able to switch. So I don't know if that adds you know, if that just adds another thing, I mean, that's obviously the supply chain is hitting everyone. It would hit Amazon suppliers as well as Chewy, but I'm just, I don't know really what's that. Well, here, Dave, that's getting back to what uh, the text I got. This is from Patrick. He said, I'm about to buy $2,000 of cat food. Make sure you guys are stocked up on your pet food. I'm hearing shortages are coming soon. I believe it's related to can a canning shortage, I believe. Uh, although maybe it goes deeper than that. But so temporarily, um, here's my thought. I am sure that I'm not the only person in the world that got that text message this week, meaning yeah. Patrick probably saw a news show or something, right? Is this going to artificially, are we going to have an artificial quarter of people stocking up at dog food? Because you know what I did? Is dog food the next toilet paper where we're yes. just going to so, buy more than we need just in case? Oh, but what does, what does Chris Camillo do? Scribe and save didn't show up with the toilet paper. And so then I bought and Adrian bought 
like different brands. And so then we, now we have a surplus of toilet paper. So it was Okay, awesome. but here's the thing, Jordan, I got that text and I bought four months of cat food for two cats and three months of dog food for our puppy. Okay, that's what I did. And so what I'm saying is if that rumor is starting to go around and I'm not confident that, that it's really hitting, hitting, you know, going around in a scalable way, but we should monitor G trends, monitor social traffic. And if it really does seem like people are freaking out over the dog and cat food uh, shortage, I think that will basically fuel a massive amount of stockpiling. Because as we all know, these shortages, most of them are not real. Most of them are yeah. have some truth to them. They have some truth to them, but it's not like we're going to run out of dog or cat food. It's just you might not be able to get your primary brand all the time. They might be, you know, back back ordered for a couple weeks here and there. But the going out and stockpiling that will drive massive, massive earnings growth for a single quarter. And if that's happening this quarter, I want to know about it because I will. I will go all in on Chewy, all in on Chewy if that happens. But getting well, here's back the to the thing, other it's, like, it's a zero danger thing, right? Because dog food lasts, it's freeze dried, so it lasts yes. you know, not forever, but it lasts a long time. I don't no, see totally. a noticeable spike up in searches for dog food or cat food. When I added uh, sold out to that, there was not enough traffic to even draw it on the chart. I saw the same thing, Dave, which is why I wasn't ready to make that trade yet. But I'm going to keep an eye on that tag for the next you know one to two weeks to see if it starts making news like the, the chlorine shortage and stuff like that because if it does that would be a great opportunity but again yeah, getting good. back into a longer term social arb trade correct me if i'm wrong a 50 pound dog consumes more dog food a day than a 10 pound puppy agreed Yes, but it might be at a lower price point because you go from the premium puppy food to the less premium adult dog. Because you don't care about really? your dog. You're like, yeah, hey, you see what you do. You're a I, dog. I don't a puppy, think like, you're like, oh, we got to give a, you know. I, dude, when I went to the when I went to the dog store and I, I, I said exactly that, do I need to do special puppy food? Like, no, it's the same thing. It's like puppy, it's the same food. So I don't think there's that big of a difference between what you would feed your puppy and a dog. And then, then once you start feeding no, it what, one what thing, I'm you probably- is, Yeah, that you might, you're going to have to switch foods from the puppy formula to an adult formula. You might decide, well, do I need that $88 bag or would this $35 bag do the trick? Yeah, I'm going to say the new you know generation multiple tiers of dog food. <clears throat> you know. I'm going to say I'm going to say with the amount of money flying around and the new generation treating their pets like kids because they're having kids way later, that's not going to be a factor. I think people are going to continue to buy more premium dog food even when their dogs get a year or two years old the full full size. I feel like that's an underappreciated arb move is the simple concept of having a, it's like a baby boomer. Like we talk about having baby, like a boom of babies and how that impacts talking things. About, so this is, so we've got generation dog boomer. Your yes, dog and there's a, is a, dog a crazy number of puppies, a crazy number of puppies right now that oh are go, about to grow into I've got like 17 dogs. new nicknames for my dog just like firing up in my head right now. Because <laughs> that's my girl's favorite thing is when I come up with a new nickname for the dog. You're going to love it. Listen, I'm just saying, uh, yeah, and then then oh, vet markets, right? Like, at what point do all these dog vet stocks, because there's a bunch of them now, I think, your, does your dog get old enough that they start 
killing it as the as they age, as these this generation of puppies start to age. It's all gonna happen in like what ten years. It's gonna happen pretty quick. So anyway, that's enough about Chewy. But that if I as a social arb trader, that's kind of how I'm viewing the the Chewy trade right now. I I think dogs gaining weight and consuming more food naturally would increase dramatically increase revenue at Chewy because isn't the majority of Chewy re Chewy revenue just dog food? Yeah, because right? it's, it's their subscription dog food. Yeah. yeah. So your dog gets bigger, it eats more food. Because like it's like you got to eat. It's correlated to your dog's weight. Like right well, now, and, my dog's doing... so like I feel like that's maybe part of it. I think the other is just the ease and adoption, right? And so once you get to a certain point and you've yeah. gone back and forth to Petco and like the dog runs out of food, it's 4 a.m., you got to go to work later and you're just picking up dog food. You're like, there's got to be a better way. And then there is. It's called a sumi. Um, so that, that's thing, like uh, a whole nother art. Do you have any then. insight into open door? I've had a few people ask me this today. I've had a few texts, and then I saw a couple comments. Any uh, insight there? In open door or any of these uh, e-home buyers or Zillow getting out of the market? Like, there's a, there's a right, lot to so, talk about there. Yeah, so Zillow, I mean. I'm actually surprised we haven't talked about that as a like, main topic for me. Yeah. Dave, I have a two o'clock call. I have to go in one minute. Well, no, we're doing to not today. I'm, but like, maybe that's something we no, can no, talk about. No, no, I'm just saying I have a two o'clock call. I just noticed I had a two o'clock call. But I want to apologize. Mike Murphy oh, it's says. 159 you... right now. Yeah, Mike Murphy says we all seem exhausted. I am kind of exhausted. And yes, he thinks we might need a vacation. I do need a vacation. And thank goodness I have one coming. So. Uh, I do too. Yeah, I just had one. Where, where are so, you going? Uh, you know, we'll, we'll do a few days in New York for the holidays. Um, nice. Spend some time with family here. I'm going to do some time in uh, Mexico. I'll, nice. I'll bring the camera though. So we, oh have, yeah. Have we, shows. Listen, I want to reiterate guys. I know we have disappointed with social arb episodes. We have not delivered on our promise to bring you if more social, not a social arb. You don't do a social arb episode though. We can't force a social arb episode to happen. But I came up with the fix, Dave. I'm going to pay the community to come up with more episodes for us. So, but it has to be as a good, a, I mean, it has to be good content. I don't, I don't want to they, just have any, just because it's social arb. No, I trust they will do a good job. So here again, I'm going to be handing out money every week, Venmoing money out to anyone that come up the, that can come up with a solid idea, the best ideas every week in our dumbmoney.tv forward slash discord. Do a little high conviction report. Talk about it in the research channel. Uh, surface this stuff. I'll pick out at least one thing a week. I'll Venmo you some cash, hundred bucks to ten thousand dollars on average. They'll probably be closer to hundred at first, but who knows? You come up with something killer. It could be 10K or more. So, guys, thank you so much. This is this has been um, listen, our Discord community. I really want to get you guys reinvigorated. I want I want to make a big trade for the end of the year. That's my goal. I want one big social arb trade for the end of the year. I, I just I just uh, saw the comment there that I'm going to Mexico means the market's gonna last time so I was true. in Mexico. Oh my god, that was that was that. the beginning of the end for the stock mm. market. And yet the beginning of the beginning for our profits maybe you should go to canada instead maybe it goes up when you go to canada <coughs> yeah it's a it's an upward. Um, i do want to let everyone uh, we know will that talk i just about, dropped we will talk about open door and zillow on a future episode we don't have time yeah, we today. should do that next week thanks for mentioning it Absolutely. and um i want to mention that i put out a video on uh the million views that my mr beast video got and it can expose exactly how much money youtube paid for those 1 million views and also how much money uh, the video raised for uh, the team sees. It is a YouTube short, so it doesn't get surfaced the same way. So if you go to uh, 
my actual channel page on YouTube, it's not up in the upload section. It's not in the popular. You have to go down to the shorts section. So I, as a, as a, once again, I'm going to give $1 to Team C's for every like that the video gets in the first 24 hours. Maybe crazy doing that again, because maybe more people will find it. I don't know. Shorts is a different beast when it comes to uh, how things get discovered. Break but, Dave's bank. Make him go broke. Do it. Do it. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I want to give money to this cause, but I think it's fun to uh, have people do that. So All right, later, that's going to do it for this one. Thank you guys so much for watching. We are Dumb Money. We will be back next week with that uh, that open open. And uh, there goes Chris. He had, a, he had an actual phone see call. <laughs> <laughs> We're Dumb Money. We'll see you next week.